Hi everybody, my guest today is a very special lefty guitarist. His name is Patrick Heaney. He's 26 from Staffordshire and was born without a left arm from the elbow downwards. He has never let it stop him from doing anything, including playing the guitar. He's been running a YouTube channel for the last three months, which has gone completely viral, been reported on by various news outlets around the world. I got in touch with him because uh, I thought he was a really inspiring guy and had a story to tell, and he has, and here it is. Hi, Patrick. Hello, how's it going? I'm all right, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you, good. Good to be here. Uh, thanks for coming on. I just, um, you know, I started my intro by saying it's funny, the, the people that you come across on YouTube, I don't really watch a lot of YouTube, having started this uh, whole Lefty Guitar Channel thing. Obviously, I've been watching a bit more and things come up in my feed. And then not so long ago, I saw you uh, and I was just hugely inspired. And I saw, obviously, you were playing Lefty and I thought, this is it. I dropped you an email. You got back to me. You said you'd be happy to chat. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful thing when these things work out like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to <laughs> start with the guitars that you've got on the wall because from I'm looking from a distance, but I'm going to say that's obviously the Les Paul that I've seen in your videos. Yeah. There's a right-handed one there as well. Uh, yes, the uh, Epiphone, the hollow body there, that's a right-handed. So uh, that's a new guitar that I've acquired recently. It's the Epiphone Tom DeLong Signature uh, ES333. Um, so yeah, this one was a an absolute favorite of mine as a kid growing up. I'm a big fan of Blink-182. And um, yeah, I just, you know, saw that video in, uh, sorry, saw that guitar in all of his videos. And I just always wanted that thing as a kid, really. But um, they discontinued it, I think in like 2005, 2006. And um, recently, over the past sort of five or six years, I've been looking at it, um, you know, thinking I'm going to get hold of one one day. Uh, the Gibson version that they made has gone up to about sort of six thousand, seven thousand pounds now, um, just because it's a bit of a rare guitar. Even though I think it sold at about a grand, maybe twelve hundred. Uh, the Epiphone sold at about three fifty, and I was seeing them for like one to two grand online, um, which was a bit out of my budget, <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've just been looking for, you know, years, just, um, look on Google every now and then. Um, and then, yeah, I was on about page 12 or 13, something way down the line, uh, almost giving up. And then I saw it for 250 quid on, you know, just a little shop website in, um, in Brighton. And I didn't, I didn't actually believe it at first. I was like, there's no way in hell. And so I went on their website, emailed them and everything. And was like, you know, is this, is this actually legit and stuff? The guy got back to me and it's like yeah yeah you know so i bought it that day straight away for 250 and um yeah so that was about a month maybe two ago and uh yeah the plan is to get it converted um lefty by someone who knows what they're doing because i definitely do not <laughs> uh because let me guess they never launched it as a lefty model did they they did not as far as i know no i've seen one lefty lefty version for sale which i think it said it was a luthier converted version but that was again for about two grand uh, again you know same old story can't afford that <laughs> yeah um it's, you know it's it's a rare guitar but um in terms of what of its makeup it's it's not there's no bells and whistles to it it's just got a single bridge pickup a seaman uh, seymour duncan dirty fingers um and one uh, volume knob uh, and that's it <laughs> that's wow. everything it so uh really simple um i mean tom DeLong, uh you know plays 
you know, one style of music really back when back when that um, guitar came out and he knew what he wanted. So, you know, why put any why put anything extra on it really? But it's a great wall piece and I think it looks fantastic. And yeah, the day that thing arrived, I was, you know, running circles around. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know what that feeling never gets old, does it? Of getting new uh, guitars. Oh my god, you get the you know the box, you get the box like sort of slightly triangular box and you're open. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's it. Always makes you feel like it's your first guitar again, doesn't it? Oh yeah, well yeah. I mean, the feeling I'm going to have when I can actually play it as well. I mean, that's, wow, this is it. That's so you been sat there on my wall for two months now, you know, just saying, "Come on, come on, give it a go." Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so you're going to have it converted to lefty, which is that would be fine because of the symmetrical nature, and you know, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to. Do you know what? I'd love you to send me some pictures when that's done. Yeah, yeah, I definitely will do. And um, I'll, I'll definitely, I think, you know, the day it's done, I'll get, uh, I'll probably get a blink cover, um, you know, put up on my channel. And uh, Absolutely. Oh, uh, I can't wait to really, see Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see you play that on your, on your YouTube stuff. Do you know what? We're going to leave the Les Paul. I want to talk about the Les Paul a bit later and other yeah, guitars course, yeah. like that. For the time being, though, I want to go um, often start these things with people when they come on, we go all the way back. So I want to talk about you. You've got... Uh, a significant and uh, important story to tell, I feel, with uh, your guitar playing, but we probably have to start a little while before that. Um, yeah, so as you said, uh, I was born uh, missing my left arm just below the elbow, so you can see it here, just in case uh, no one knew before. Um, as far as I know, there wasn't any real reason why um, I, you know, it's just a birth defect, really. Uh, tell a lot of people I was just, you know, just lazy enough I thought you know one will do and I can you know chill for the rest of my development or something <laughs> um, yeah so I mean as a kid I was always you know I was always busy um, and I don't know how my parents put up with it to be honest I was <laughs> you know um, I was an absolute handful really but at the same time I was I never really seemed to let it get in my way um, too much uh, there's tons of stories from my dad uh, you know telling me about you know, they got me to do this, they got me to do that. They weren't really sure whether I'd be able to do it, but they wanted to kind of encourage me rather than protect me and think, oh, we might not be able to do that. Same with my older brother as well, um, treating me very normally. Um, and they were, you know, they were always quite shocked when I could, you know, do something and pick it up quite quite so quickly. That was always their words, you know, like, didn't think you'd be able to do that very well. And then, you know, you've, you've just gone and picked it up as if it's, you know, no deal. Um, one I remember, I got PlayStation 1 when I was about five, I think, for Christmas. Yeah, I wanted one of these things for years. And my mum my had always been a bit sceptical on whether I'd really be able to use it. And, you know, they come downstairs, you know, Boxing Day morning. I've probably been up at 6 a.m. just all over the controllers, you know, playing with my brother and seem, seem to have no problem with it, <laughs> really. So, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's definitely had its ups and downs. It's difficult, but... Um, there's not really much I can do about it. So I've always kind of tried to be in the camp of, you know, you've got what you've got, you know, some people wear glasses and they can't see that well. And, you know, they don't really, you know, they don't, they don't really let it get to them too bad. <laughs> and people have it worse than me. People have it better, but I've got what I've got. So I've got to deal with that really. <laughs> so that's, um, that's basically how I've been with it. Um, my life just, uh, doesn't doesn't let it get to me too much <laughs> so you carried this attitude of which is an absolutely brilliant attitude to have 
you know, and, and, and like you said, probably partly thanks to your family for, for not treating you any different and stuff like that. You carried that with you and then you thought, uh, you know, I want to play guitar. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So I've been, yeah, I, I am really thankful for my family for, you know, just not treating me any differently, but um, yeah. So guitar was one thing I'd always wanted to do. And, um, you know, my dad, my dad was a big classic rock guy. He's seen everyone that I always wanted to see. So I've, um, I, I grew up with The Clash, uh, ACDC, Zeppelin, a, a, anyone of that kind of caliber being blasted out in the house. Um, you know, in, in my dad's workshop in his garage, he's got two massive speakers. And, I already uh, like your dad a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's an absolute legend when it comes to stuff like that. So, um, yeah, there's always there's always guitar music blasting out in that house. So um, yeah, I, I was there was no way in hell I was ever not going to grow up loving this music, really. So um, yeah, um, I just I just always wanted to play. I thought playing the guitar was so cool. Um, every band I listened to was you know a rock band. It was a classic rock band. So um, I really wanted to do it, and I think that was maybe one of the first things that maybe my dad was thinking, God, how the hell are we going to get around this one? Um, but I had a prosthetic anyway. So um, where, when you're born with a disability like mine, like a you know a missing a limb, um, you do get sort of free care with the NHS um, as, mu- as much or as little as you want, really, um, with them providing sort of prosthetics for you. And I did have you know one of these electric hands that kind of open and closed like this, um, which my parents encouraged me to wear as much as I wanted to because they were like wear it because then when you get a bit older, then you can decide whether you want to have that as norm or not. But no, we're not going to force you to wear it all the time, but we want you to wear it some of the time. Um, the thing is with these things, though, they were big and they had a big battery in them and they had this, you know, really weird kind of shaped hand that kind of just would go like this. Okay. <laughs> so trying to, try to throw a pick in there wouldn't really work. Um, so we got in touch with my doctor. I had, I just had one doctor the same way people used to have just one GP, really. Um, I had just one doctor uh, in Solihull, uh, sorry, not Solihull, um, Selly Oak in Birmingham. Uh, there's a hospital there that I used to go to. And we kind of chatted to him about what we kind of wanted to do. And they, they made prosthetics that would be um, without the hand, basically. So like, basically just acting as um, down to a forearm. You know, uh, so it just cut off at the wrist and there was nothing there. So it's made of plastic, molded to your arm. And we got in touch with a company in America and unfortunately, I can't remember the name. I can't remember the name <laughs> at all of them, but they, they made um, they made sort of prosthetic um, prosthetic attachments for people with disabilities for kind of everything you could think of. You know, um, they had like golf clubs and things for like driving with and, you know, everything under the sun. Okay. And they, they had one which... Um, I had one which was uh, a guitar one. I can show you it here, actually, because we've got it to hand. I'll just show you it on its own. Um, and they sent this over from America. My auntie lives over there, my great auntie. So she bought it for us and we and sent it over and stuff. But I'm going to hold this up to the camera. This is it up close. Okay. So basically, it's just a universal ball joint. Um, and it's got a thing that just holds a pick on the end, really. It's really a bit of simple engineering and right. then it's got a little you know thing for the ball joint on the top here so you can put it to any angle oh, is and that to, so you can hold it in place as well with, with that on the back like the tension uh, of it uh yeah so this bit you can so if i undo that um there it can move so as you can see it just um okay. so it's a universal ball joint it just moves it to anywhere so that that just means you can put it at any angle and then this thread on the back here goes into my current prosthetic 
which is the carbon fiber one that everyone has seen. But okay. as you can see there, it's just, just a screw. Um, and, and that's it really. So it's really simple. And yeah, that prosthetic, uh, just a short one to kind of mimic the length of a, of a forearm. Um, so the, so bit that, the bit that holds the pick yeah. uh, that you got from America, is yeah. that the same one that you've had all these years? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Um, I think I was seven or eight and it's lasted all that time. Um, you know, I mean, the thing is, is it's just metal. I mean, that, that's all there is to it. It's so simple. And I think yeah. that's why it lasted. There's no bells and whistles. Like the, the pick itself, as you can see there, it's just held in with two Allen keys. Well, one Allen key at the moment. Um, okay. I have threaded one of the bits, so I need to re-thread it. But yeah, you, you literally just slot the pick in, put the Allen key in. So, you know, um, when people say, oh, you know, you never drop your pick and stuff, I don't, which is which is great. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, do, I do play them until they sort of snap, really. But um, as you can kind of see, it's it's quite bent, the pick now. Sure. Um, what gauge yeah, pick do you use, by the way? Uh, I use, this one is a uh, 0.5 mil. Okay. So really, really thin. Um, yeah. When you actually hit... <laughs> When you actually hear me when I'm putting my videos together, I um, I have like my direct audio and obviously my camera audio. You can't really hear much um, guitar in the camera audio. You can just hear this clack, yeah. clack, 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 clack. Clicking like, noise from the pick on the string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so thin it just goes like that. Up and down the <laughs> it sounds awful, really. So, but uh, yeah, so I, I I experimented with loads of different gauge picks over the years, and um, this this this. Point five one is just the easiest for me because I can't do your sort of you know up and down movement as you strum up and down. Um, I have to kind of leave the pick static really. So by having that thin pick, it kind of floats along and yeah. up the string like that, rather than um, the thicker ones just go you know clonk clonk clonk. Sure. Which, which makes um, you know it's good for doing sort of you know single note pieces. Yeah. But when you're doing any chords or anything like that, it, it, it's it's not too nice really. So. But yeah, I've got, I've got off on a bit of a tangent there, I guess. But um, no, that's this. No, yeah. uh, what, what's but, um, the, what was the company? What was the company in America that that manufactured that? And how did you come across them? Sure, I. You know what? For the life of me, I can't remember. But I will, if you want, I can Google it and I can find it out at the end. Well, of the, they, they were obviously a specialist, like you say, that's that yeah, provided uh, all sorts. But what an amazing find! Because I'm just wondering if you wouldn't have come across them. Uh, would there have been? A, I mean, I'm sure, but the, you know, this day and age, I just wonder if you would have had to wait longer if you wouldn't have found them, you know, before you could actually start playing guitar, you know? Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's 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 really one of those that, um, you know, when you talk about uh, a butterfly flapping its wings and all that, changing it, changing everything, it's it's one of those that I think if yeah, if if I hadn't been able to get that, then would my motivation to be able to play have kind of you know dip down into a bit of a pipe dream of, uh, you know, maybe I've just got to settle with, I've got one hand, I'm not going to be able to play the guitar. So yeah. it's, um, it's definitely a real possibility, I think, you know, yeah. sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, again, it was my dad that found them. And I think, you know, we put a lot of effort into, you know, getting hold of them. And, you know, we found them online and that was back in, I don't know, early 2000s. So, you know, there's not, the internet's not what it is now. Sure. <laughs> so, Sort of, sort of been able to get hold of it and stuff. Um, I think there was some help from my doctors as well. Um, you know, I think there was there was quite a few people involved really with me That's being great. able to play. And it's you know, I'm so thankful to everyone that has allowed it. You know, um, and it's, brilliant it's a, that there was a brilliant that there was a support network there as well. You know, what I mean? yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Were you self-taught or did you have lessons? No, I so yeah, I had I had lessons um, 
for when I was a kid um, for a good few years, actually. So there were, there were a couple of kids in my year in primary school that um, had a, you know, had a guitar teacher. And so we just got in touch with him because uh, he, you know, he was well recommended. And he was absolutely brilliant. You know, I, I was his first student that had ever had any sort of disability or anything like that. And I definitely feel like he could have just walked away and been like, um, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he just, he helped me out tons and he was so patient with everything and really helped me um, developing techniques and, and how to, and how to play right-handed. You know, as you see in my videos, I always play with a, with a hair scrunchie um, on the, on the end yes. of the fretboard. Yeah. Um, so anything that I play that doesn't need open notes in, I, um, I just bang the hair scrunchie over the over the open notes because it just helps to mute things a bit. Better. Well, and that's the thing because you you know you've you've not got the use of essentially the palm, you know, which and it's second nature to a lot of players to essentially be using their palm to, to deaden off the strings they're not using. Exactly. So you don't yeah. have that benefit, therefore that's what you use, and that's a brilliant yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was his idea that he was like, yeah, use this because um, it's gonna it's gonna help with these notes and stuff, and it's, it it comes in so handy, you know, when you bend it, like if you're doing sort of one and a half two note bends, um, it's very easy to twang something, even if you're doing the best that you can to control with your fretting hand as well, it's very easy to sort of get caught under the strings or or yeah, um, so just having that there is kind of just that extra defense against you know when you've done a really nice set and then you just hear that really sort of off key. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's just ruined the entire take. Yeah. Uh, and, and he really helped me as well with um, sort of, you know, I always knew finger picking would never be a, a, a big strength of mine. Um, but uh, he sort of helped me with, with using my pinky or any free fretting finger that I have at any time to, you know, to, to pluck a note. Uh, which I haven't really put any videos of me doing up yet, which I, I do intend to get there. But sort of like these ones, no, nothing too crazy, but just, you know, if you're doing a sort of single, like an arpeggiated chord and, you know, you play the root note and like something else at the same time. Yeah. When you don't do that, it sounds a bit flat. Sure. But I can't really do that with my fretting hand. So uh, a lot of times it's kind of working out which thing is going to be free to kind of reach over to that free string and just give it a pluck. Yeah. And a lot of the time it's sort of an open string that you go with it. So you, you'll do an open string and a, and a second fret or, an, or a third fret and an open string down here. So usually those open ones, I'll try, I'll try and play the, I'll play the fretted note with my, uh, with, with my arm and then I'll try and pluck the open string with maybe my pinky if it's free. Yeah. And he yeah. kind of really helped me kind of develop that. And then um, the first time we ever learned that was the intro to um, Under the Bridge by the Chili's. Yeah. yeah it's, it's that perfect kind of example of, it's just, you know, the start of every bar, there's two plucked notes. That's right. But yeah. Everything else is just single. So it's quite, it's quite an easy one to, you know, um, to kind of learn that with, uh, as opposed to something like, you know, Stairway, where there's a lot of them in the opening. And yeah. that one's a really difficult one. Where, and with that, I ended up just sort of having to pick and choose what's kind of realistic for me to, to fit in. And before it just drives me insane, basically. So, so who was your... Um who were and who are your, your playing, playing inspirations? Who are you here? Uh, yeah, I mean, so we've, we've got like, you know, all the obvious ones, um, Slash, uh, Jimmy, especially, um, being a lefty and that kind of, that great story of him, you know, not being able to play, uh, not being able to find a lefty, so he just flipped upside down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then Slash has always been just one of those people I just watch playing and just think, oh, God, come on. <laughs> like, well, would I, will I ever get that good? And, um, same, I'm still thinking that, you know, I've, I've, I've always been the same. I always watch him, you know, when I was, 
when I first started watching when I was 11 or 12 and I still yeah. watch him now and I think, God, he's just, you know, love yeah. yeah, it's absolutely nuts, isn't it? And um, yeah, I went, I went through a lot of stage. I've, I mean, I think it's impossible for me to say who is my one guitar hero, really, because I, just, I sort of have so many people that I've looked up to and my music taste has never changed, but it's always been, you know, it was always about classic rock as a kid and like listening to like, you know, Jimmy Page and I listened to a lot of The Clash, so... Uh, listening to Joe Strummer and Mick Jones, um, really big inspirations for me. Um, and then sort of as I got, um, and obviously like Angus and stuff um, and Malcolm, um, and as I got a little bit older, I then sort of discovered um, sort of like pop punk, um, you know, when I was sort of like, I don't know, seven or something, I think. My, a good friend of mine that I went to school with when I was like seven, he um, uh, had All Killer No Filler by Sum 41. Um, it's a great was, album amazing album and you know I still have it on repeat to these days uh, and it is days. it literally is all killer no filler yeah. <laughs> it's a perfectly known album isn't it yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know Derek Wibley and Dave Batch from um, you know the early days of, of Sum 41 I just you know um, I, I had it on CD and um, oh, I just used to blast that all the time all the time and then Does This Look Infected came out you know the second yep. studio album that was the, one of the first albums I ever bought um as a cd you know with my own money and um, that opening uh, riff on that album uh, what was that song the the something song and it's got that riff. Uh, the, hell, the hell song yes. oh the, my god that's such a killer riff to start with yeah yeah yeah, yeah I love uh, that. And, and that was why i did i actually did the solo of that one a couple of weeks ago um, right. and uh, i mean that to this to this day is still one of my favorite solos and i, I always remembered thinking when i was, I was i'm never going to be able to play this no way in hell will i ever one day be able to play this and to actually be able to you know upload it onto my channel and and everything it's it's been awesome um and then yeah sort of as i got a bit older um i really got into kings of leon um i really like you know that we um we found out about them actually before their first album came out um you know one of these oh i was i saw them first you know i was there back in the day um my uncle who worked with sort of like tv and everything like that um, with uh, film cameras and stuff. I think he'd seen them somewhere, you know, doing a small gig and stuff. And he'd messaged my dad, be like, get this album. It's awesome. These guys are great. So we got the Youth and Young Manhood album, which, you know, it's this really cool, like, rockabilly, country rock. Yes. Like, yeah, an amazing album. And that, um, yeah, that one, again, another just on-repeat album <laughs> for me, really. So um, my music taste is pretty much all about guitars, but it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, you know, changed throughout my life of, you know, who's, who's my current sort of favorite guitar player. And is it because they absolutely shred like, um, you know, Angus and Malcolm or is it because, you know, like the followers and Kings of Leon, they're just making like, none of us are really shredding music, but it's, it's just such good guitar music and there's amazing tones in it. And I, yeah, yeah. Probably my most uh, recent sort of, and a lefty as well is uh, Ben Howard, if you know him as well. Um, very much a, he's a you know singer songwriter really uh, as opposed to you know a rock musician but um, when his first album came out in probably 2010 something like that okay um, he's he's like you know all acoustic um, and he was um, you know he's like a surfer um, but everything he wrote is just nuts because uh, he's one of these guys that basically maybe has one song in standard tuning uh, everything else is in these really odd tunings it's like see like uh, old Piner song he does, which is one of my favorites. Um, the tuning, I think it's like CGC, CGG, or something like that. Like, wow. yeah, it's just, it's like a really odd tuning. Um, I should go with that. Like, that's like, that's like my initials in a tuning CGC, <laughs> CGG. See what it sounds like. Yeah, it's, it's just, no, I remember like the first time I tried 
um, learning to play it and seeing that on the ultimate guitar tab, I was like, what? <laughs> you know, like get my acoustic out and just go, remember? and I, I, just, <laughs> I just had this rubbish like phone tuner at the time. So it only did like standard and drop D or E flat. And I'm like trying to tune, you know, my, my low string to like a C coming up on this. Oh man, it's it <laughs> 20 minutes to tune the guitar. And, but he, he's amazing. And if you ever watch some of the stuff he does on YouTube and his live performances as well, and you see what he's about, he's one of these guys that, you know, puts a capo on only half of his guitar and he's playing up here and then he's playing below the capo. And um, I don't know, everything I watch him do is really inspirational um, and it's different and it's just cool. And he's a lefty, which, you know, just again makes it. Yeah, makes great. It a, little, a little bit more special when you actually see someone who you really appreciate and you go, oh, he's a lefty. <laughs> exactly. It, honestly, it really is because you just feel like you're in that, in that club, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and they still have the same problems trying to find guitars as we do. You know, it's one of those. So yeah, did you, yeah. have, have you ever done any band stuff? You ever jammed with many people? You've done much of that? Yeah. Like um, I, I've got some friends that we, we do jam along with. I've never really been in a band where we've, I've never performed um, live or anything like that. Um, I think my biggest performance I've ever done was I did, I took music GCSE and uh, we did like, we had to do a group project and a solo project there. Um, so that's probably my biggest audience I've ever really had. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, a, a few friends of mine back in school, um, we, like we, we played in my dad's garage because I, I had a drum kit as well and I played drums. Um, and we would just get together, you know, um, at my dad's house in, in the garage. And I had a, I had a mate who's an incredible bassist and I had a couple of mates who play guitar, one that does a bit of singing and stuff. So we would, we would just kind of mess about, um, you know, after sixth form and stuff. Um, it never really went anywhere. And then kind of, we all went our separate ways after sort of sixth form, you know, people went to uni, I ended up traveling and working abroad and um, stuff like that. And then actually in, in the lockdown, funnily enough, um, is when we've all kind of gotten chatting again about, about learning music. The one who just did a bit of singing, he, you know, he got a guitar over lockdown, he's been learning to play. Um, the one that did play a bit of guitar, he just played acoustic. He bought his first electric and now he, he, he manages a pub um so he's got nothing to do yeah. so he, he's just on his guitar constantly at the moment so um and in the little lull that we did have um where you know people could meet up and stuff you know we're, we're like talking about oh, we should we need to meet up and do it no, nothing really came to pass with that unfortunately just kind of timings and everything but then we've decided you know oh, we, we're gonna get this done and we've got time we know we have time even when things go back so we're gonna we're gonna try and you know form a little group together again right. not really for any purpose other than you know it's it's just good to jam with your mates and you know drink a few beers, play a few songs so absolutely um, so yeah you, you left you you went traveling you worked in the ski industry yes. is that right yeah yeah so i i left um after after leaving sixth form i went to uh canada um there and sort of took uh sort of took my exams and stuff to learn to become a snowboarding instructor i've been snowboarding since i was uh, a kid we've got like a dry slope near us and an indoor slope Okay. Uh, so, um, and I skateboarded as well. As I said at the start, when you were a very bouncy kid, um, right. you know, getting on a skateboard was always one of those things I wanted to do as well. So, um, and that just led into snowboarding really like, naturally. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I ended up, um, yeah, going and sort of I took the exams to become a snowboard instructor. And then I ended up working uh, sort of between Canada and New Zealand uh, as well in Queenstown um, as a snowboard instructor there. Uh, and then I also got a job in Queenstown um, building the sort of terrain parks they do. So, you know, the big uh, jumps and everything and rails, sure. stuff like that. 
Uh, so it was our job sort of like building the parks, maintaining them and stuff like that. So um, it was a really fun time, really fun time. <laughs> wow. um, interesting job, like uh, dangerous and, you know, the pay is not amazing, but you, you don't care about money when, you, when you're out there. As long as you've got enough to pay the rent, that's, that's all that matters really. So. Uh, and then, yeah, now, as I said, um, you know, I work for the National Trust now, um, just, uh, just in a retail role. Um, it's, you know, really enjoyable. And I'm also at uni as a mature student um, in Telford. So right. it's, uh, yeah, we've got, we've got a lot going on. Um, I'm studying um, sort of wildlife conservation and uh, environmental management. Um, since I worked so long in the ski industry, I just, you know, I, I love being outdoors, really. And yeah. so I decided, you know, I'm going to, I'll I'll go to uni finally after all this uh, sort of <laughs> bumming around um, on a snowboard. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, so that's kind of the direction it's all sort of going at the moment. So let's talk about the YouTube channel. When did you yeah. when did you start? Because it wasn't that long ago, was it? No, it was. Uh, I think it was November. Um, it started. So really, really not that. Long oh wow! Before. So really uh, recently. Yeah, my first video I put up was my uh, Bohemian Rhapsody solo. Okay. Um, in in November, uh, you know, I filmed it with like my my laptop um, camera. Uh, so it's really bad quality and stuff. But um, I. Yeah, I just, you know, I've been playing a lot again, sort of over lockdown and, you know, I felt like I was getting good. And um, yeah, it was just, I just thought it would be a good laugh, just trying to record it and put it up and think, you know, so I, I never really thought anything would come of it. But yeah, so I started doing it. I started playing around and I was like, this is, you know, it's good fun and it's a good laugh. And I was sharing it with, you know, the mates I was telling you about um, that we jammed together. We have just a little group chat where we send each other what we're kind of playing and uh, kind of what we're working on at the moment. And um I was like, yeah, I'll do something with video. I'll just throw it up on YouTube and I'll share it to Reddit as well because I'm on that sometimes. And yeah, it was, it was really weird. It was like um, within within like a day or two, like this this first video I got, I got like 5,000 views. I was like, wow, that's absolutely nuts. I wasn't, you know, and people were like, oh, holy shit, man, that's cool. Like, well done. Like, you know, some really nice comments coming in and stuff about it. And, you know, the people who were just saying, oh, you've got to play more, you know, post more videos, post more videos, come on we want to see more. So I was like, Oh, well, all right. <laughs> you know, there's nothing else for me to do at the moment. So, um, and it's been great cause it's really been pushing me to learn new stuff on guitar and, you know, keep a bit more of a practice schedule and stuff. But and, then it's funny, isn't it? Because, you know, here's you just thinking, I want to get my chops up a bit, you know, stick a video on YouTube and it just goes like through the roof. Like I saw, uh, uh, you know, after I found out about you, I, I, I was looking you up and I saw there was American news networks that were reporting about all of your videos. It, I mean, it did, in every essence of the word, go viral, all of your stuff, right? Especially those early videos because yeah. of, of what you were doing, the way you were doing it and, and getting past any challenges and not caring. And it sounds great. And you know, just before we recorded this tonight, I'm watching you do the Hotel California solo, both oh, yeah. bits, and you got the split screen going on. Yeah, yeah, it was a complete surprise to me, actually. Like, um, the first one that kind of blew up, uh, I mean, this, yeah, this one on um, Bohemian Rhapsody got 5,000 views, and I was like, oh, that's nuts. But it kind of spiked and went down again sort of straight away. Um, and then it was when I did, I think it was uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door, I did the two solos to that one. Yeah. And that one suddenly got like, um, and that was like sort of maybe three, four videos later, I think I've done like uh, some Oasis and some um, Boston maybe as well. And then, yeah, I put this um, uh, November, uh, sorry, uh, 
what am I saying? Knocking on heaven's door, that's it. I put those ones up and then suddenly that one got like 20,000 views and then like 30,000 and stuff. And um, again, I was like, man, where is this coming from? And I, I was like clicking on, um, on you know, on YouTube, but if you know yourself, if you've seen it, like you can kind of, you can view where sort of this traffic's coming from. Yeah. And sort of, like, you know, analytics of, and it was like, oh, most of it's coming from an external source. And I was like, oh, where's this coming from? And there was like three different websites. One of them was like Guitar World and like another one was like a different um, sort of guitar magazine. I think there were ones that were all under the same banner because I kind of clicked on them. And, and yeah, I mean, no one had really approached me actually. No one had said anything. They just kind of shared it. You know, they just, um, I, I had no idea. So this is why I was really confused about where all this viewing was coming from. Um, but, you know, people are just put, um, put on this thing. It's like, oh, you know, this guy's played things and he's played it well and, you know, go check him out and stuff. And again, I had loads of nice comments on it. And I think, I guess people have just not seen it before. And um, yeah, so it was it was nuts, really. But it really took me by surprise. I just um, well, I I just think you've got the most incredible story to be told. But here's here's my question to you: In all of your videos, or the ones I've seen, you don't show your face. Yeah, I, d I don't really. Um, it's, it's not really for anything bad. I don't I don't have a problem with my face. <laughs> um, it's just a uh, it, to be honest. It's, it's mainly because I've, I film it on a kind of wide angle lens. That I've got my camera. And if I have my whole body in, it's always, a, I haven't really figured out a decent um, recording sort of setup yet, where if I have my whole body in, you can still see my, my, my playing arm well enough. And I feel right. like I kind of want to view that, you know. I mean, as yeah. you said, there's a lot of people on YouTube sort of playing the guitar, and I feel like I don't want to be this guy that's kind of like using it to just show off my face or like, here's me. Um, yeah. You know, I, I want it to be about like, I mean, obviously, it's not all about that, but I think I, I'm definitely not the, you know, I, I'm no Jimi Hendrix, I'm no Jimmy Page. So people aren't people aren't saying this is the most shredding guitar I've ever seen, but I think it's my niche that people want to kind of kind of see. And by having it a little kind of closer up there, just mainly focusing on that. That's it. And now I'm yeah. revealing myself for the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here he is. I mean, this is the thing that baffles me is that it's a weird one, isn't it? Because I, you know, Guitar World and, and whatever, they just sort of pick up on these stories and, and run with them just using like your own videos. But has anyone else sort of been in touch like this and wanted to have a bit of a chat or? Um, I've had a couple of emails, yeah, from people that have just been like, oh, hey, um, I just want to send you a message just saying like, oh, it's really cool. Like, keep doing what you're doing and stuff. Um, like, it's quite inspirational. I, I had one guy um, sort of commented on um, some videos saying, you know, oh, my, my brother lost his arm in an accident and stuff. And since then he's been like pretty low down and I've been showing my videos to him and stuff. And I think he'd like, it's someone who'd lost an arm like a, a long time ago, but he's saying, you know, he'd been a bit down on stuff and, you know, seeing your videos, it's kind of really cool. Um, but no, I've not really had any, any other sort of uh, messages like the one from yourself saying, you know, well, you know, surely getting messages like that you know far outweighs any other oh. guitar type uh you know yeah. messages and that was actually gonna be what i was gonna move on to next was uh you know do you hope that you can be some sort of inspiration to people like the people that you've already heard from yeah yeah definitely i mean as if, if i could if if one person saw my video and thought i'm gonna play the guitar now and previous to that they thought they couldn't play the guitar. You know, I'd, I'd be so happy, you know, because I, I understand that it's difficult. And, you know, for me, as a, I'm a, obviously we all have our ups and downs about stuff. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I've never got bummed out about like my disability ever in my life because that would just be, you know, <laughs> telling a straight lie to you. But, um, 
you know, again, as you say, it's just dealing with what you got and, and hopefully, you know, someone sees that and thinks, I, I, I can do this. Maybe I can do this. Like seeing someone else do it is, is, in, is all the motivation I need to give it a go myself. And it's, it's difficult. It's, I mean, I, I mean, learning guitar anyway is difficult, isn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know that. I mean, um, and yeah, for me, it was, I, I definitely had a couple of extra challenges and stuff like that, but, um, you know, at the same time, they were just my challenges that I had to go with, you know, at least I never have to learn how to sweep pick or, you know, how to tap properly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all these, all these things that people, all these problems that people have with two hands, you know, um, all these different techniques, I don't ever have to worry about them. So there's a good, <laughs> a good basket, really. <laughs> Let's, um, let's talk about let's talk about some guitars so tell me about the les paul that you uh, use in your videos yeah so that thing um yeah i absolutely love that so that's a it's a 2005 uh les paul standard uh it's a limited edition uh one so it's a big le uh after its name uh in uh, uh pacific foam or something like that it's a lovely uh, color i mean I, oh. and that was the thing obviously when i first first saw your your, your videos and i obviously the first thing i saw was the guitar you know and I was like, oh, my God, that's a great Les Paul. I, I don't think I've ever seen one like that, you know. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's lovely, yeah. And, um, yeah, was, no, Seafoam Green, I think that's the name, sorry. Not okay. Um, but, yeah, I um, I think there were about 250 or 275 of them made. Wow. Um, uh, and, yeah, just got really lucky. Like, um, we were at a guitar show, you know, the guitar show that goes on in Birmingham, Music yep. Live, I think it's called. Yep. Um, you know, we were, we were there, um, you know, years ago. And um, I was there to try and, you know, it was there to get an upgraded guitar and everything. I've been playing my first guitar for a long time. And uh, I was here to get to a point where I was, you know, quite good. And uh, I was like, I want to get something that I'm never going to get rid of. And it's going to be there for my entire life. And, you know, it, it, you know if it's expensive, you know, um, it was, you know, a present to me from from my old man, I think, you know, for putting all this effort into everything. And, um, uh, yeah, so I originally went there with the thought of getting an SG. Um because at that time, you know, I was still listening to so much ACBC and, you know, just seeing Angus, you know, strut around the stage with that, with that lovely, well, the hundreds of lovely SGs that he has. And um, also, you know, Tony Iommi's um, lovely SG, you know, that monkey SG that he's got. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, even though, well, obviously, I wouldn't have looked at that because that was probably about 17 grand or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I played the SG and I was like, oh, this is, you know, fun and everything. Um, but... I was, at, I was at the guitar show and I was like, when, when am I ever going to see this many left-handed guitars again? And so sure. I come back so next year. So I went around and went around all the stages and then that, that one caught my eye at the Gibson stand. And I was like, oh, let's you know, give that one a go. And you know, the color of it was amazing. And yeah, yeah when, when I just, when I played that, I just, I was like, oh man, that SG sucks. <laughs> you know, like um, I just, I just played that. And I was like, that is, it just sounds so good. And I think because, I mean, it weighs a ton. I mean, yeah. you, you'll have handled enough Les Pauls in your day. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's not one of these, um, you know, hollowed out ones that they do now, you know, the modern ones. Where yeah, that's got, right. They make them lighter, don't they now? Yeah, um, this one's, yeah, this one weighs a ton. And I absolutely love that because, you know, it really feels like you're playing the guitar. It feels like yeah. you're playing so. But the sustain on it is crazy as well, just because, you know, it weighs as much as I do. Um, but yeah, I mean that thing. As I say, it's it's never going. You know that that thing's that thing's with me till the day I die. Have you made any changes to it at all, or is it all just stock? Uh, no, not all. Just Great. stock. I just I loved it, and I don't really know that much about guitar modding. And I was like, the last thing I need to do is mess this thing up. So yeah. well, that's it, it I, and that's that's the way to look at it. That 
if it doesn't feel like it needs anything changing, don't change anything. It's as yeah, simple yeah. as that. You know, don't force yourself into a position where you feel that you should try this. If it sounds good and it feels good, leave it as it is. Yeah. What was your What was your first guitar, and so do you still first, have it? I do still have it actually. My dad, because um, he knew we were having this chat, um, dug it out of my loft and dropped it around to me the other day. So, no way. Uh, so I've got it right here, and it's it's one that you would expect a kid who's about sort of eight or seven to one as like his dream first guitar. So I had. This oh one. look at this <laughs> right here so the pointy the pointy number so i mean you know this guitar because i know you've talked about dime bags version uh, on your channel before yeah see you um, but i'm just thinking even at that time you did well to get a lefty yeah so we, we searched the internet <laughs> and we actually it doesn't exist anymore i was looking i was looking right. for it today um it was a it was a website called lefthandedguitars.co.uk and okay. um that that I spent I spent every evening on that website just looking through the very small selection of things that I had, and um, you know most of it was the the very unobtainable you know the three four grands like you know the Fender Custom Shop or like you know some Nuts Gibson or um, you know something along those lines where I think you, we do get a fairly decent choice at the really really high price range. Yeah. Most people that's not really really very good and. Um, yeah, this thing, this thing was up there, and I don't think it was even two hundred pounds. Um, this, Dean, because um, I mean, it's it's the basic, you know, the real basic. Yeah, sure. Which is exactly all you need as a as a first guitar. Um, but you know, there were tons of stuff on there. There was the Squire Strats. There was, uh, I think, like you know, the Epiphone's balls and stuff. But like, I saw that, and I was like, I don't know, seven or something. And you know, what 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 else is your kid brain gonna do? What about the ones that you got in the back corner there? What are they? Uh, yeah, so we've got we've got three there. Um, so we've got uh, we've got my Harley Benton. Um, it's a HB thirty five. That's a hollow body. You'll have seen that in some of my other videos, like my Let It Be yeah. video, um, and my Oasis one as well. So that one actually, um, my girlfriend bought me that one um, as a. So I did go through a bit of a stage, sort of between I don't know sixteen and probably you know. 23, 25. I didn't really play the guitar at all. Um, I'd sort of, I'd gotten a bit, I got a bit caught up with being a teenager and you know, hanging out with your mates and being an idiot came first. And then when when I did move away, uh, it's sort of between ski resorts, it's quite hard to find um, sort of left-handed guitars and stuff, uh, especially electric ones uh, for cheap in these you know ski towns. Of course, I did get a, I did get a really beat up left-handed acoustic when I was living in Queenstown. I think I got it to about thirty, forty dollars. Nice. Um, and you know it works, but it, it wasn't that great. But yeah. um, and then yeah, in the, when I was in Canada, it took me so long to find something. So, um, but anyway, I've been I've been talking to her. You know, ah, you know, I wish you could I wish you could hear me play the guitar like I used to. You know, I used to be pretty good and everything like that. And I think she's just like fed up of hearing you say it. Come on, do it. Um, so she got me she got me this um, hollow body because I'd always banged on about how I wanted one of the big fat Gretsch hollow bodies. Yeah. You know? Um, I like the, the orange one you've got yourself. Um, Thanks. I, I mean, I love that thing. Um, and I've, you know, they've always been like a bit of a bit of a dream guitar. And it, yeah, it's, cool that they make them, it's cool they make them in sort of uh, varying price ranges as well. Yes. You know, sort of the, the kind of, again, the sort of more unobtainable stuff, you know, that's really, you know, two, three grand um, down to, you know, that sort of eight, nine hundred as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, I always wanted like a nice big hollow body and, you know, she saw that on, you know, the Tommen website and she got it for me. And I've, I was definitely skeptical, I think at first, because, you know, I've been, I've been playing this Gibson Les Paul, which is, you know, fantastic. And there was this, you know, Harley Benton guitar, which, you know, you know they're, they're a fairly cheap brand. They're, 
like Tommen's own and everything. But I, I actually got it in my hands and I loved it. Like the, the playability is so good. And it was a little rough around the edges with like sort of the, you know, the scratch, uh, the scratch plate um, wasn't exactly polished down perfectly and stuff like that. But little things that you wouldn't, you don't really care about from sort of cheaper guitar. But the sound that I was getting out of it, I, it, was, it was unbelievable. And yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I was really shocked. And I, I, I play it so much. As well. I play it as much as I play my, my Gibson. And that's it. And actually, my, my girlfriend's so on board with it. Like she's she's like, yeah, you know, get as many as you want, as long as there's not too many, kind of thing. You know, as long as we've got enough room for it. Where you know, when we get our next house, I'll hopefully be able to get more in and stuff like that. You know. Well, you can't really go wrong. You know. <laughs> I mean, but that's it. I mean, she's she's super keen, and like she she loves she loves having them hanging on the wall as well because yeah, always great. You know. You know, I've done quite a few of these now, but this has been something quite different for me. You know, having you on here. And I just want to say, man, just keep on trucking and and just keep on, you know, inspiring people out there. There'll be people that you're inspiring that you won't even realize, you know, that will come across your videos and and man, just just keep on doing it, you know. And uh, thanks so much, Patrick. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been it's been great to talk to you as well. Good to Likewise, mate. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Take care and look after yourself. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs>